Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. What's up, people? I'm Carl Massive. I'm at my house here in Westchester, Pennsylvania. just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest. Um, I really have the best life. I got the best family, friends, and job a guy could ask for. Um, I'm a pretty private person, so I hope you guys know that I'm really not doing this for attention. Um, I just think that representation and visibility are so important. Um, I actually hope that like one day videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary. Um, but until then, you know, I'm going to do my best and do my part to cultivate a culture that's accepting, that's compassionate. And I'm going to start by donating $100,000 to the Trevor Project. They're an incredible organization. They're the number one suicide prevention service for LGBTQ youth in America. And they're truly doing incredible things. And I'm very excited to be a part of it, to help in any way that I can. And I'm really pumped to see what the future holds. Uh, that's all I have for you guys. I hope you have a great day. That was the voice of Raiders defensive end Carl Nassib. Um, that was a 60-second video post on Instagram that just changed the NFL maybe forever um, in one of the more courageous, historic, heartfelt minutes in NFL history. Uh, Raiders defensive end Carl Nassib. Matter-of-factly, and, uh, and I, I, I really respect that about him, um, got something off his chest that, as he wrote later, he's been struggling with for the last 15 years. Um, and what was amazing to me watching that, that video post um, was how it just came out. Um, and what he probably thought was going to be an explosion was really just a whisper. And uh, I'm sure he got a lot off uh, his chest um, and mind in making, um, you know, that historic, and that's that's what it is, announcement. Um, Carl Nassib becomes the first active NFL player uh, to come out as gay. Um, and we support him as uh, does, and if you go on social media, uh, there's a, kind of a groundswell of support uh, for Carl Nassib from his colleagues and, um, you know, uh, people from across the world, really. Uh, but his 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 colleagues, his team, um, and I'm sure that's going to continue as uh, more and more people become aware of, of the announcement that Carl Nassib made, which was just, what, a couple hours ago, maybe, if that. Um, and, you know, and, and you know, I, it's, it's one of those situations where um, you don't want to make too big of a deal out of it. But it's it is is it is a big deal, and um, I I uh, applaud Carl Nassib for his courage um, to to come out. It's not the easiest thing to do. We all know that. We all get it. We um, and and um, so it, in, it it takes a lot uh, to get to that point where you're comfortable, and he was comfortable uh, with with being able to express himself. By the way, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Um, would like to get your calls today uh, on on this very momentous day in in sports history, Raiders history, um, you know, and and uh, for for Carl Nassib, and it was, you know, I'm just reading his his 
written statement. Hey, everyone, happy Pride Month. Right now, I am sitting in a moment of gratitude and relief. Sadly, I have agonized over this moment for the last 15 years, until re- only until recently, thanks to my family and friends, especially Connor, Kaysen, and Francis. Did it seem possible for me to say publicly and proudly that I'm gay? I am also incredibly thankful for the NFL, my coaches, and fellow players for their support. I would not have been able to do this without them. From the jump, I was greeted with the utmost respect and acceptance. Uh, We're going to get into uh, all of that uh, as the show goes on. And if there's any thoughts that you guys have, uh, please give us a call. and, uh, and let us know. Uh, this is, again, you know, uh, a big day. And, uh, and, and you know, give us a call, 702-365-9200. We're also going to be talking uh, about uh, the Raiders signed uh, Trayvon Morig, their second-round pick. Uh, they are uh, almost complete on signing their, their draft class. Only Malcolm Koontz and Divine Diablo, their two third-round picks, uh, are left uh, unsigned. I don't expect that to be uh, any sort of an of a issue. Um they wrapped up minicamp. Uh, I have a story uh, over on the uh, at the Las Vegas Review Journal, Vegas Nation, uh, on the app VegasNation.com. If you want to go to the uh, uh, access it via the computer, uh, but just talking about some of the uh, impressions uh, post minicamp, uh, and as the Raiders point toward training camp, um, I really believe just talking to people uh, that the Raiders are in a pretty good place right now. Uh, I think there's confidence. Uh, it's a quiet confidence. You know, they haven't done anything. They understand that uh, they made progress last year, but not, you know, uh, substantial enough to go around beating their chest by any means. But there is a quiet confidence in that building over in Henderson and among players that they're on the verge of potentially doing something pretty special. And I, Obviously, you know, keeping things within reason for them, making the playoffs would be a significant step forward after, uh, you know, kind of what's happened these last few years uh, and these first three years under John Gruden, getting to six and four in 2019, getting to six and three last year, um, having two second half collapses. I think it was pretty easy to figure out what happened, especially last year. The Raiders just simply couldn't get it going uh, defensively. They weren't able to support that offense defensively. Uh, And as we saw and have talked about so many times, three games in particular, uh, that changed the Raiders' season, literally. Three times, Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota in that Chargers game gave the Raiders' defense the lead uh, with a minute 43 left, with 19 seconds left in overtime, uh, thinking that a win was fairly secure only for the defense uh, to unable to be unable to uh, secure those leads and and uh, two three what looked to be certain wins ended up being losses and that's the difference between eight and eight and 11 and six or 11 and five that's that's it you know and and it wouldn't have masked some of the issues for the Raiders it wouldn't have changed the fact that they needed to fix the pass rush they needed to figure out a way to get to the quarterback more, force more turnovers, get teams off the uh, field on third downs. Uh, but it sure would have been a, uh, a nice step in the, in the right direction. It didn't happen. I just don't feel like the Raiders were ready to do that last year. Are they ready to do it this year? You know, the team that I saw this last month or so uh, out at practice uh, at minicamp last week, there's things that you see on this team, there's attributes, characteristics of this team that weren't apparent last year, weren't available really last year. I think the defensive line is much deeper, much more skilled. Unique in Gawkway changes things. 
I think Max Crosby looks to be in an incredible shape. I think uh, Clee Farrell is, is ready to take another step forward. And I think that defensive line is night and day compared to last year and has the potential to do some pretty special things. It's a defensive line that had 14.5 sacks last year. And I think that if you start adding it up on, you know, what, what players have just done normally over their course of their career, Carl Nassib included, uh, he's a player that's fully capable of getting six, seven sacks, um, you know, uh, for the Raiders. And if he can do his job, if Clee Farrell can do his job, five or six sacks, uh, if Unique Ngakwe can get his eight to 10 sacks, if Max Crosby can get back to eight to 10 sacks, um, that's 20, 20, that's almost 30 sacks just among those guys. And that's not even counting the contributions from a Solomon Thomas, from a Quinton Jefferson, uh, from Darius Phylon, potentially, maybe Malcolm Koontz, the rookie from Buffalo, who we just mentioned. You know, and all of a sudden, that defensive line goes from 14.5 sacks to, you know, 35 sacks, potentially. Obviously, it's all potential, but it's there. It's not like we're making this to be some kind of an outlandish get. Like, there's no way, you know, that Carl uh, can get five to six sacks again or seven sacks. There's no way, you know, he can. He's done that before, as has Max Crosby, as has Yannick Ngakwe. Just guys doing what they're capable of doing can get this defensive line to 35 sacks. And if that happens, everything changes on this Raiders defense. Everything. All of a sudden, the turnovers go up. All of a sudden, you're getting off the field uh, more often on third downs. All of a sudden, uh, you know, you're not asking your defensive backs to cover for extended periods of time, which is impossible uh, at this level. All of a sudden, they get a little bit better. All of a sudden, the offense is getting the ball back more frequently. All of a sudden, the offense might be getting the ball back in more favorable down and distances, or excuse me, uh, field, field positions. It changes things when you get to the quarterback. That's how it's always been. And for whatever reason, and always been for the Raiders, they've hung their hat on that in their great ears. That's what they do. They wreak havoc on the defensive line. Gus Bradley, the new defensive coordinator, everything that his defense does is predicated on being able to get a pass rush from the, the, the four upfront players. Now, sometimes that means, you know, defensive ends dropping back in coverage and linebackers, you know, blitzing and, you know, doing all kinds of crazy exotic things uh, in terms of the stunts, in terms of the, the uh, pass uh, uh, packages, pass rush packages. But basically, he wants to try to do it with four players. And I think that on a down-to-down basis with the depth of this defensive line, they can do that, and they can do it with one group. They could do it with a, a backup group uh, because I think that depth is much better than it was last year. And so that was a characteristic that came through um, during OTAs and minicamp. You could just see it. You're like, okay, I didn't see that last year. I didn't see that kind of depth on that defensive line last year. I didn't see a player like Unique Gakwe on the defensive line last year. Same thing can be said, I think, for the secondary. Yeah, it has to happen on the grass, but I think having a Casey Hayward, having a Rasul Douglas, having a Trayvon Morig, having a Tyree Gillespie, getting Carl Joseph back, 
you know, playing Jonathan Abram in a role that is better suited for his skill level. Drafting a Nate Hobbs. We'll see what happens to Damon Arnett. We'll see what happens with Amik Robertson if he's ready to take a step forward in year two. But you start naming these players that they have in that secondary, whether they're cornerbacks or, or safeties, and you start realizing, well, it wasn't Nevin Lawson, too. Uh, I know he catches some heat, but he's a capable uh, guy in a rotation. You start naming the names, and it stacks up pretty well, and you start realizing, you know, weren't able to name that many names that you could probably count on, that you think you can count on. Keyshawn Nixon has been a, a decent player, and he's only going into year three. He's a guy that, you know, could be a, a, a nice reserve type of a player. So you start looking at that defense and start seeing things that you just haven't seen in these last couple of years, and you start projecting forward and saying, that can make a huge difference. That can make a huge difference. And I wrote that uh, in that story on Sunday that came out on Sunday and speaking to, to some people that I've spoken to and the quiet confidence that's really building. I talked to a player uh, on Friday and it was like, um, you know, um, sorry, I was just getting a, a text. I talked to a player uh, over the weekend, Friday, I think it was. I said, hey, you know, uh, you know, what are you going to do for, with your time off? Time off. I mean, there's no time off. <laughs> He was the way he made it sound. These guys are going to use these next third 38 days to work just as, as hard as they did the last eight weeks. And he told me, man, there is a feeling around here that's just different right now. And everybody's buying in and it carries over, not only on the field, um, but also off the field and just being a real pro and being diligent and be disciplined, being available, taking care of your body, all the things that show up on Sunday even though it's, it doesn't necessarily happen on the practice field, but it happens away from the facility, how you eat, how you train, how you sleep, all of those things. Remember what Derek Carr said at the end of last year? Being available, even if it means sometimes you have to do something different in the personal life, you know, as far as, you know, getting your rest, eating right, maybe giving up something in order to put yourself in a better position to be available and to finish. That's that theme this year uh, is finish. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Good Raider Nation. Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor brought to you by Tequila Embajador uh, on a just a groundbreaking day. Um, there's no other way uh, to, uh, to, to really describe it and uh, it kind of came out of nowhere um you know just an hour or so before uh coming on air carl nassib the raiders defensive end uh took to instagram and and made what honestly one of the most monumental um uh 
announcements in NFL history and um, becoming the first active uh, NFL player to come out as gay. And uh, obviously, it's a it's a story that's um, you know just taken the sports world and the world for that matter um, uh, by storm. And uh, it seems most of it, especially from colleagues, coaches. Uh, the Raiders themselves, Mark Davis, the Raiders owner, uh, coming out um, with a statement, the NFL coming out with a statement. Uh, most of it, you know, really positive and supportive uh, of Carl Nassau because it takes courage. Uh, we know that, you know, to, to do what he did. It's not the easiest thing. I have personally have family members, as, as many, many listeners uh, and people do, uh, that had to, you know, uh, either just suppress it for years and never, uh, you know, uh, come out with it uh, out of fear, out of whatever emotion it might be. Um, you know, in, in Carl's job, NFL football, you've got teammates, you've got players, you, other players, you've got um decision makers you've got fans there's a lot of pressure and you don't know and i'm sure in his mind how it's going to be received what is it how how is it going to affect his relationship with teammates with colleagues with coaches how is it going to affect his potential employment you hate to think about it uh, on those terms um you know, but it's something that, for from his perspective, he obviously has to think about. Um, I think we're in a different time, thankfully, now than we were, you know, 15, 20 years ago, when I think that part of it might have been a bigger issue uh, than it is now. Uh, I think there's, you know, uh, progress has been made, and we've made, we've, we've, um, you know, there's there's more openness there's more understanding there's more information there's more knowledge we've been exposed to it more um you know just put on television and 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 see it i know my kids for them it's they're 15 and uh you know 16 and 13 years old it's it's not a big deal you know and it isn't it shouldn't be you know here's to hoping uh you know uh the next person, uh, NFL player or any, you know, uh, player in a sport that comes out, it's not going to be as big a deal as it is today. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't even matter. Um, but we know that barriers have to be broken and progress needs to be made. And today was one of those days where I think a big step forward uh, was, was taken. And it came, you know, on the shoulders of Carl Nassib, you know, uh, a, a Raiders defensive end um, who now probably has the weight of the world lifted off of his shoulders. And, and I'm glad to see the support uh, that he is, is getting, um, you know, in, on social media and from teammates, the team uh, and, and, and many other people uh, saying, Hey man, we got your back. You know, we're here for you. We're proud of you, you know? So I'm sure what he was struggling with uh, over these last, he said, 15 years and, and probably right up to the moment uh, that he made the announcement today on Instagram, the fear of what, was going to be on the other side of that door. As it turns out, it looks like there's just a whole bunch of support. Now you're going to get, you know, um, and I don't even want to uh, give uh, any of any people that are saying anything negative uh, online uh, the time of day, uh, but there is that element. It's an ugly element. It makes my stomach turn. And I know on my end, you know, some of the things that I've seen, the block button is already being hit. And uh, so, uh, you know, it just it's uncalled for um it's it's out of line uh, but generally speaking uh and this is 
what's beautiful about uh, what's happened today in this moment is that uh, there's a lot of support out there for Carl Nassib. And, and you know, he's probably going to need it. You know, this is the first step for him to a new life, a more freer life. Um, and uh, I can only imagine the struggles, you know, that uh, that, that Carl um, and people in that community um, have had to deal with trying to balance life with what's, you know, uh, socially acceptable or, or, or whatever, you know, anytime, you know, and, and then um, just how's the family going to react? How are the teammates going to react and coaches and everybody else? And, um, you know, uh, I know from a personal experience um, from a, a very, very close, you know, family member, um, it just, when, when I found out, you know, it was like, I hate <laughs> all good you know it was like it was I, I think what's what's probably um surprising in a very very good way is how easy it really ends up being um and especially when that support comes back to you um you know the way it is for carl and you're just like what was i worried about <laughs> all this time uh we know that there's valid reasons um you know and, and carl brought it up he's donating a hundred hundred thousand dollars to a uh, to a group an organization um uh, specifically designed to uh, to offer support for anybody in the in the uh in that community that might be thinking about doing the taking that ultimate worst step you know and um you know and taking their own lives uh because that is prevalent in that community. He's donating hundred thousand dollars for that, that, uh, that organization that, that helps prevent that. And, you know, is there, uh, as a, uh, as a, as a support system for anybody that might be thinking along those terms. So that's how serious it can get because of, you know, what you're thinking, how other people might react. And that's usually what it's, what it, what it kind of comes down to, you know, and, uh, and, and that's unfortunate and it's sad, but what's very, very uplifting is, um, is the support that's being, uh, displayed, uh, for Carl Nassim. But I'm not, I'm not surprised, um, about that. Uh, and I think it's great. And so, uh, hopefully again, um, you know, Carl Nassib, I pretty much guarantee that he's not the only, uh, gay player in the, in the NFL. Um, uh, if there's somebody else that's struggling with that decision, uh, whether it's somebody in the NFL or, or any walk of life, uh, hopefully um, the, 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 the support that Carl's getting right now eases any of their concerns uh, about, you know, coming out. Uh, as well, so uh, so uh, a big day for the Raiders. I know I'm, I'm, I've been texting with some uh, with some people over there, and uh, it's nothing but support and nothing but uh, open arms. Uh, hey, you know, uh, proud of him, and uh, and uh, let's let's kind of move forward now. And uh, nothing changes. That's the best thing. That's that's the great. If there's one thing that can that will um, that you know Car that hopefully Carl Nassib is going to take from this is that nothing really changes. Uh, in the eyes of the people that he cares about, that care about him uh, and his teammates and his coaches. And, uh, and, and, you know, let's hope that that uh, continues. So, Hey, you know, one of those, one of those uh, historic days in, in sports, it, it hits locally uh, here in Las Vegas uh, with the Raiders. Um, I, I, I don't know if it's, meant to be or uh ironic or whatever the whatever the word is but you know with the raiders 
how groundbreaking they've been uh, over the years. And we know uh, what we're talking about here uh, in so many, so many ways, on so many different social levels, uh, on so many groundbreaking, in so many groundbreaking ways, um, you know, for, for it to be a Raiders player uh, who comes out um, as the first active NFL player to come out uh, as gay, you know, it seems it seems almost uh, appropriate. Uh, I guess is the word uh, that I'm uh, that I'm that I'm trying to use. But uh, uh, all that said, you know, I think everybody's focused right now, including Carl Nassib, because to be honest with you, Carl Nassib had uh, you know he he struggled a little bit last year in his first year with the Raiders. But I'll say this, um, and I wrote about this a couple of times during OTAs. He looks to be in fantastic shape. He was flying around uh, the field in OTAs uh, and, and it looks like he's ready to contribute in a way that the Raiders expected when they signed him to a two-year contract or three-year contract uh, last year. So uh, if they can get the production that they hoped to have gotten last year from him this year, along with Yannick Ngagwe, along with Malcolm Kuntz and Max Crosby um, and, and all the others on the, on the defensive line, this unit this group has a chance to be so much better uh this year so much better this year um in a way that will help every other part of this defense you talk about you know um cory littleton being better this year you talk about you know nick kwiatkowski and nicholas morrow you talk about uh the secondary being better this year it all starts up front and you hate to be like um simplistic about it but football at its very core can sometimes be very simplistic if you're winning the battle up front on either side of the line of scrimmage you're generally putting yourself in a really good position to have a successful outcome on sunday and all too often last year um you know the uh, the Raiders got beat uh on the defensive line and it showed by the way i just got a text from john gruden um and he said, I learned a long time ago what makes a man different is what makes him great. Uh, so that's what Co- uh, John Gruden said uh, when I asked him about uh, Carl Nassib and his, rea- and his uh, you know, announcement today. I learned a long time ago what makes a man different is what makes him great. So uh, John Gruden uh, obviously uh, has Carl Nassib's back, um, and, uh, and, 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 that, and that's a great thing. I'm really impressed with uh, the support that's being shown uh, Carl and, uh, and, and in his announcement, it took a lot of courage. I mean, I don't, I can't understate that enough. You know, you talk about, um, you know, how the toughness that football embodies and, you know, uh, what it all means, you know, and the, uh, what football is all about, you know? And, um, and so years ago, uh, you know, it was, it was very, very unlikely, obviously, because it hasn't happened until today which is sad in its own right, um, that, that, you know, a gay player wasn't comfortable, didn't feel comfortable enough to um, express and be themselves, really, and just be honest about who they are uh, be, because of the ramifications that they might uh, incur as a result, whether it's their employment, their treatment from other teammates, fans, the media. Um, you know, it was just too much. And so they squashed it. And they suppressed it, and they held it down, and they and they 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 were basically, you know, unfortunately, having to lead a, a, whether it's a double life or uh, a life where they were that wasn't complete for them. And everyone has a right to that. Everyone has a right to be who they are without 
any kind of repercussions from anybody else or backlash from anybody else or pressure from anybody else or anger from anybody else. We all deserve that. And it's just, it's to me, what, what today is expressing um, and articulating in a big way, it's not so much what Carl Nassib said, it's the reaction for him and the support for him, which to me marks an incredibly significant change uh, in the history of the world and the history of America and the history of the NFL. Uh, that not only the fact that somebody felt comfortable enough finally uh, to come out as gay, uh, as a gay NFL player, but the groundswell of support for him among his peers and coaches uh, and you know, fans and, and uh, other uh, sports, uh, you know, uh, athletes ac- across the sports world. That's the difference. That is, um, you know, where I think things have turned for the better. Um, so uh, we congratulate uh, Carl Nassib. And, uh, and as the Raiders, you know, uh, um, continue to move forward, uh, next stop training camp, by the way. And can you believe that? We're only, what, four weeks? Not four five weeks, maybe four and a half weeks. Let's just say four and a half weeks away from training camp opening up. How great is that? How great is watching some of these games um, across the the sports world and seeing full houses? I was watching, um, you know, the NBA playoff games and and the Clippers uh, when they beat um, the Utah Jazz to to get through to the the Western Conference Finals for the first time uh, in franchise history, by the way, or since they were the LA uh, Clippers, to see a full house at Staples Center, I couldn't believe it, man. Like, like I could believe it, but I was just like so pumped up about that, and seeing it now more and more across the sports world, and seeing fans getting coming back uh, into the fold and being part of the equation. And I know that that's going to be the case uh, at Allegiant Stadium this year. And what a difference that's going to make uh, for a Raider team that what they go two and six last year at home. I mean, if if there's one, um. If there's if there was if if there, if there was one indication of the effect that COVID nineteen had uh, on the Raiders last year, above and beyond you know players not being available sometimes, not being able to be at practice, or all the protocols that were in place over at the facility in Henderson, it was two and six at home the record, uh, and. I'm not going to sit here and make, you know, excuses, but all I know is when I was at Allegiant Stadium, um, you know, whether it was full games or just key moments in big games, the eeriness of the quietness at those stadiums was just mind boggling. And there's no way with a full house at Allegiant Stadium, none, I'm going to just say this, there's no way the Raiders go two and six last year at home. None. It just doesn't happen. Not the way that place would have been rocking and rolling, and not with you know the, the Raiders' offense kind of rolling the way they were rolling. I th- I would have to believe that a full house crowd going nuts at Allegiant Stadium, and I can already tell just being in there that the um, the sound is going to be so contained that it's going to be a headache for teams coming into Allegiant Stadium in big games and having to deal with that. You could just tell. You know how like when you play music in a dome stadium and you can, even without anybody in there, you go, wow, it's, it seems louder. This music seems really loud right now, you know, because of the roof. And can you imagine now 65,000 strong just going nuts uh, in Allegiant Stadium? Yeah. 
that's going to make a huge difference. And it was all, unfortunately not available uh, to the Raiders last year. Ironically, their first year in their new home uh, completely gets sabotaged uh, by, by COVID-19. But it is what it is, and I think it's going to be worth the wait. Uh, this year, when fans are allowed back in there, just taking a look at all these arenas right now that are full and these baseball stadiums that are full uh, and, and just imagining what it's going to be like here in Las Vegas uh, at Allegiant Stadium when when that turns out uh, to be the case, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, I, I keep mentioning this. There is something different about OTAs this year. Obviously, they didn't have OTAs last year. So um, there's just... The team itself, there's, put it this way, this team looked different than the one that reported to training camp last year and certainly the one that ended the year last year. Uh, I, the depth along the defensive line, the depth in the secondary, I think what Kenyon Drake uh, brings to uh, the table, um, I think... Henry Ruggs potentially taking a big step forward. I think this team is on the verge of doing something pretty special. Now it has to happen out on the grass, but I know in talking to people, they cannot wait to get back out there. Uh, we're going to go out real quick to Joe in Los Angeles. He's uh, uh, waiting to talk about the Raiders. How are you doing, Joe? I'm good. Thank you. I, I just wanted to comment briefly on uh, Carl Nassar, but I do want to reiterate that it, it took a lot of courage for him to come out. Uh, you know, I, I kind of spoke on this a little bit earlier too with, other people that I know is that, you know, the NFL had a tendency in the past to be very homophobic, you know, so for a lot of people, it's not a big deal in this day and age, but you know, if you're over 35, you, you realize how big this is. And not just even the age thing, but I remember a time when it was very homophobic in the NFL. So I, I do see things changing, but I do want to say congratulations to Carl Nassau. I, I, something you said kind of, uh, you know, brought some things to mind to me was the fact that, you know, he has this weighted shoulder released from him. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he's one of those breakout players this year. You know, he, 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 as you mentioned, he seems really good in the OTAs, in real good shape. And I'm sure that will spark something within him, having this weight off his shoulders. And, uh, you know, I just want to shout him out and say congratulations and, uh, as Raider Nation, we should just encourage them moving forward. Uh, you know, it's, it's something that I could never understand, you know, not being gay. But the one thing I do understand is love, right? And so as a mature adult, you got to realize, you know, we have a tendency, you know, when we're immature to sexualize everything. And it's not even about that. And I think to come to a place in his life where he can openly come out and be who he is, it, is great. And it's something that should be encouraged. And so I just I, want to say that. Yeah, no, I, and I agree. And, um, you know, uh, I, I, it's a fine line because you don't want to trivialize it. And, and, uh, and I understand exactly where you're coming from, Joe. And I thought about it myself. You know, uh, now that something like this, the weight of the world is lifted off his shoulders, does it affect his play in a positive way? Is you know, is he is he able now to just you know move on with his life without that kind of you know um, hanging over his head? Um, you know, you, 
it's part of the story, right? You have to you have to think about it along those terms. Um, in a broader sense, you know, hopefully his life is is even more enriching and fulfilled uh, and complete, really, for that matter, uh, because of being able to just now be who he is, uh, honestly, and without secrets and without holding back and without you know trying to hide something. Um, so I think across his entire life. This is probably going to benefit uh, him, and I, and I'd say this, you know, in 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 whatever interactions we've had with Carl Nassib, and you know, unfortunately, it was all um, limited to Zoom and, and watching him at practice and and whatnot. Um, he always seemed like yeah, he, he you know, he's a super smart guy. Uh, if you've watched Hard Knocks, you know uh, his his uh, his whole money thing. Uh, he's like brilliant uh, when it comes to investments and things like that. So um, he was he was uh, quite the character on on Hard Knocks just from that uh, end of it alone. And so you could the the, the intelligence just comes out um, uh, about him. Um, and he just seemed like he was always having a good time and, and a fun loving kind of a guy. Um, so uh, if this hopefully, and I'm sure it will, it's got to have some sort of an effect across his life now. He's just is able to be more comfortable with who he is. Um, and, and so uh, that's going to be, it'll be interesting to see, hey, how does this affect his play one way uh, or another? We're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Uh, actually, uh, sorry about that. Mitch uh, in New Jersey, uh, just hang on. We're going to get to you. Uh, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Now, back to your host, Vinny Bonsignor. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. It is a Monday. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Brought to you by Tequila in Bajador on a, um, you know, just a groundbreaking day uh, in uh, the NFL and in in the sports world. Um, Carl Nassib, the Raiders' second-year defensive end, uh, going into his seventh year overall, uh, but second with the Raiders, came out today on Instagram uh, and became the uh, first active player in NFL history to come out as gay. And um, it was it was just kind of stunning to me watching uh, the video. Um, and I was thinking to myself, you know, I watched it a couple of times, but can you imagine just wrestling with that decision for as long as he did? And uh, in a subsequent IEG post, you know, he said that it was something that he's been struggling with for 15 years. Imagine that struggle, which I'm sure went right up to the time where he flicked on his phone uh, and camera and went live. Imagine the struggle and the pressure that he was under and the conflict uh, that he felt all these years to come out with that, with that news. And then, but watching it, just how, kind of matter of fact it turned out to be and and you know we 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 often do that sometimes to ourselves we beat we beat ourselves up over things whether it's out of fear or guilt or what the reaction might be um for it to only turn out to be something that was actually very encouraging and supportive what we thought again would be an explosion you know comes 
like as a whisper, like it, like what you thought was going to be complete rejection turns out to be almost near universal acceptance and embrace. Uh, and you know, I, I, <laughs> Maybe this is just a, a, a beautiful sign of where we are right now uh, in the world in certain things. Maybe that's you know the the, the great takeaway. Uh, but but you know, to some extent, we've probably all been there where we just don't want to say something, or we want to, you know we, we're fearful of what the reaction is going to be, or or, or what um, you know how uh, we're going to be looked at. Um, whatever the case might be. And it's, it's uncanny sometimes how it becomes the complete opposite. And it just shows you how beautiful the world can be sometimes, especially your friends and close, your colleagues and your, your family members and, and, you know, your close, the close people in your life uh, who you really are more worried about than anything on how are they going to accept that. And, and sometimes we're pleasantly surprised and i'm sure and i hope uh carl is pleasantly surprised over the support um that he's getting you know not to say that you know he probably thinks wow what did i wait for you know because there were obviously valid reasons and valid concerns um internally from him in terms of you know when's the right time to do this should i do this what's the reaction going to be i have a um, you know i have a job that i want to keep you know and and there's all kinds of different thoughts that had to have been running through his head just like there are for anybody that grapples and wrestles um with that reality on a, on a daily basis so um you know, uh, as it shouldn't change our opinion of Carl Nassib uh, at all, it doesn't matter. Um, to me, the main takeaway is, and I hope from Carl's perspective, this is what he's feeling right now. Wow, that was okay. That wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. And it's made a whole lot easier because of all this support and genuine support. Just go on social media and see what people are, um, are, 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 are saying to him and the support that they're expressing for him. Uh, it's something that's beautiful to see, to be honest with you. And I hope that it truly does encourage um, others who are grappling with that same decision to use that as an example of, you know what, um, I'm not going to hide anymore. And there's no need to. You know, um, will there be people that have a negative reaction? That's always going to be the case. You know, that's always going to be the case. And you just can't worry about that side of it because they're going to do what they do. They always do. But more importantly is from the people that he respects, from the people that he considers peers and colleagues um, and, and friends, that's where the support is coming from. And honestly, that's all he should be worried about uh, right now. And uh, good on everyone else for stepping up to the plate and saying, hey, man, we got your back. We're here. You know, it doesn't change anything in our eyes. We're still uh, friends and we're still going to be great teammates and let's get it together and let's go win some football games uh, this year uh, from the Raiders perspective. So I think that's really, really great. We're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Mitch is in New Jersey. How you doing, Mitch? Hi, Tony. I hope you have a good weekend. Finally going to see my mom after a year and a half. Yeah. She's up to 89. Both shot there. Wow. I guess we all age quick this last year and a half, everybody. Um, very good. Very good. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, well, first, you know, Dodgers had a... Uh, his last name is Burke, but they didn't have him really honored. You know, he, he had a sad life. You know, he died of AIDS and kept a secret to the Oakland A's to have uh, 
they are honored to, to follow. Do something for the guy. All right, believe right. That's I'm, what I'm just saying. I, I keep thinking that all Las Vegas Raiders is from Oakland, but, you know, I'm still trying to get I was mad at them for moving to Vegas. I didn't follow the Raiders for two years because I was bad and, and grew too. Um, but as long as he's competing, I think uh, it's in part of the great line. I, I, you tell me he's from Penn State, what, what happened in Penn State, that's the one that, that I, I would see that, that should be out more outraged, and, and it was, and it's plenty, and it's over, but, you know, for a lot of people, for quite a few people, it's not, it's, it's not forgotten. I just hope yeah. he's competing and uh, contributing. We, have, we look like we have a good line. Um, he, you know, he's brave enough to come out. I don't want to mention uh, certain... Uh, defense lineman is the actor on the West Coast. I'm like, I asked you, I bet you interview. I know he has a talk show host, but that's just too personal. Uh, what's the difference? Yeah. Yeah, I hear you, man. Mitch, I, I really appreciate the call. Thank you very much. And, um, you know, uh, looking through uh, some of, of, of Twitter and, uh, you know, some of uh, Raider Nation and um, it, it just seems like most of it is support um, for, for Carl Nassib. And, uh, you know, again, like I said, a lot of people look, we all it's it's 2021 for crying out loud right it's uh we're, we're, we should be past that and beyond that uh and most of us have evolved uh to a point where it's really not that big of a deal uh, anymore for those of you who haven't don't come knocking on my door i'm just telling you right now uh, on twitter or anything like that because the block will happen i just have to say that because i see some of that and it's just stomach turning um it's time for uh uh people that think like you to join uh 2021 all right um because you're just way back in some other time and i hate to say that but you see it and i'm already seeing some of it and it's just ridiculous and uh it's like that's more on you it is on you it's not even more on you it's all about you because uh you need to uh, grow and evolve uh, as a human being uh, and join the rest of us uh, that have you're in the huddle with vinnie bonsignor brought to you by tequila and Bahadur. <laughs> 